Ladies and gentlemen, last night we had another boring round of the presidential primary debates. And it ended absolutely horribly with Chris Christie grabbing Nikki Haley and folding her like a taco and eating her like a cheeseburger. Then we had Vivek Ramaswamy deadnaming the governor of Florida by calling him a cross-dressing maniac. And I can't believe it, but my favorite presidential candidate, Mike Pence, was not there. Apparently he dropped out of the race, but nobody knew this. And it's really hard for me because Mike Pence and I have worked together at many gay conversion therapy camps, helping to turn men back into heterosexual heroes and pussy slam in monsters. So that was very challenging for me, finding out that he was no longer running for president. R.I.P. Michael Pence. We really helped a lot of homosexuals together. So once again, it was just another boring, uneventful political process that nobody cares about. When we all know that Daddy Trump is going to be the nominee because Trump will be the 45th and the 47th president. And if you add 45, that equals 9. And if you add 47, that equals 11. So I guarantee that Donald Trump will be the 9-11 president to lead us into the future. Now, let's start the show. I'm so fly, I'm aligned with the planes. My grind's so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs, cause I'm a boss. I'ma break them off, yeah, gotta break them off. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your host, Alejandro Stein, and we have a great show for you this evening. On Skype, we have one of my very uh, new best friends, Heidi Briones. But in studio, I want to welcome on the one, the only. She's not only beautiful, but she also is a great motivational leader, speaker, whatever you want to call it. She will lead you to the promised land. The one, the only, Emily Chevrolet. <laughs> huh? Chevrolet? What? Yo. It's what? Ford. It's Jimmy! Come on, Why Jimmy. did you put Chevrolet in the prompter? It's a Ford? Well, I thought we were sponsored by Chevrolet. What are you talking? It's Ford, dude. I'm, I apologize, Yo. Emily. I'm sorry. That's on, that's on Jimmy, not I'm me. I'm sorry. Come I on, had Jimmy. one job. Just think of Tom Ford. That's easy. The designer, Tom Ford. Okay, so let me correct that. We have the most beautiful, most bestest ever in the world, motivational speaker, Emily Mazda Ford. Emily Ford. Sorry. <laughs> I keep messing up. I'm a big car guy. I should know that. I just Mazda? mess up. Okay. I like Mazda. Do you ever drive? Have you ever driven a Mazda CX? No. I lost my virginity in one. It was really oh. bad. No, it was oh, about, It was like six bad. months ago. Six months ago, it was really oh. bad. We got in a car accident, and then the woman got arrested for DWI, but I don't want to get into that. Okay, so now with all that being said, Emily, we have breaking news on this show tonight. I don't know if you know this, but presidential candidate... Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the son of Robert Kennedy Sr., was just exposed for his horrible plane etiquette. Are we going to just show the picture now, Jimmy? Well, I was going to show the email I got this morning and then the picture because okay, I wanted well, to. This is an exclusive. We are the ones that are breaking this. Our boy Donald and who actually uh, do we have to quote or who? Well, do we have so to so the person who took the photo, his name is Justin. I'm blanking on his name, but I, his last name, but I wrote it down and, but it, I got You this. wrote it down, but you, now you're blanking on it? Well, How does it's, that it's work? in the graphic. It's in the next graphic. Names don't matter here. Do, I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, He's writing <laughs> Emily Chevrolet, Emily Mazda. Obviously it doesn't matter. It's so. Emily Ford, Jimmy. Like, why are you so dumb sometimes? Okay, I apologize. All right, so this is the email. Read it because the text so, is very small. Uh, hello, Jimmy. Attaches a 100% real photo of RFK Jr. walking barefoot into an airplane bathroom just the other day. I have the full story, blah, blah, blah. Whoa, 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 whoa. He was going into the bathroom barefoot? Yeah, that's the extra. That is a crime. That, that is, is actually, that's disgusting. That's, dirty. that's more dirty than you losing your virginity here. in a Mazda CX yeah. and uh, okay so well, I want to warn viewers that this the photo is pretty shocking so wow. it's just <gasps> no size let's let's zoom in on that can we get that one look at that and Emily I know you're into holistic stuff and being healthy and I've heard of grounding right where oh, you, yeah. you, you know walking barefoot on the yeah. sand or the grass oh, is yeah. good for you but have you ever heard of airplane grounding no no this is just another level of dirty I like, think of the germs. It's a staph infection. Or it's down. lazy, too. Is that what it is? What, or do you think this is a power move? Is he trying to show the flight attendant, hey, look, I can walk around the same with no I feet? own this plane. Yeah. Maybe it's that. I don't know. No. That's weird. But, guys, we have the exclusive. So who do we need to credit again, Jimmy? Justin Haskins took that photo. But we reached out to RFK Jr.'s team for comment. They declined comment. But our airplane... <sighs> 
our air. What did you say, Jimmy? <laughs> what did you just say, Jimmy? Air porn? I said air porn. I don't know what, why. This isn't feetfinder.com. Where was, is your head at, Jimmy? That's a pair of a man's was, feet. And now you're talking about pornography, dude. I, I mean, had airport and airplane stuck in my head, and yep. that was really unfortunate. I think you had porn stuck in your head, which is disgusting, Jimmy. And Apparently. we have a, a very classy lady on this show tonight. So can you please get your head out of the gutter? Well, I want to. Our airplane etiquette czar and host of Relatable, Ali Beth Stuckey, released a statement on this. She feels very strongly about this subject. So, many of you may have seen the disturbing photograph of presidential nominee and environmentalist Robert Fitzgerald Kennedy Jr. Tra tra traipsing down the aisle of a commercial aircraft, A321 EOW, operated by American Airlines. We are aware of the situation and have launched a full investigation. Our initial findings show that Mr. Kennedy demonstrated at least a flagrant disregard for the visible crumbs beneath his feet, which likely crunched as he walked on them, and profound disrespect for the airport czar's rules, which explicitly prohibit unshoed feet on any commercial aircraft. The fact that Mr. Kennedy does not even have socks on represents a crime heretofore unseen by our department. We appreciate the concern of the public and take your complaint seriously. Depending on the results of our investigation, RFK Jr. may be fined up to $5,768,634.94 and made to watch 186 consecutive hours of Dr. Anthony Fauci interviews and press conference in the location of our choosing. Wow, very good statement by Ali Bestucky. She loves airplane etiquette. What's the weirdest experience that you've seen uh, on an airplane, personally, Emily? Oh. Anything weird? Not really. You've never seen like somebody. I fly Spirit Airlines, so I've seen Spirit. a man. Yeah, I've seen a man die on an airplane. Okay. The pilot died. I mean, I've seen people with have rage on airplanes. I know. I'm usually one yeah, of them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's because you fly Spirit. Yeah, I know. And, <laughs> and speaking of flying, we have a. Uh, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to leak any information. But potentially next week we have a very famous uh, airplane passenger potentially coming on the show. So I'll just leave it at that. Wink, wink, for you internet sleuths that want to try to figure that out. But. Let's talk about this. Well, we got an ad read first. Oh, my gosh. I Jimmy. know. I'm the worst. Betting on your favorite sports teams is a lot of fun, and it can even be profitable when you have a good sense of what you're doing. That's where a good sports book can really come in handy. But how do you know you're choosing the right one? When your money is on the line, you need to choose a trusted sports book that gives you the tools to win, like my bookie. At my bookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Remember to use my bookie for a daily odds boost, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Plus, my bookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quickly. Just use that promo code ALEX on your first deposit and receive up to $200 in cash. That's promo code ALEX to claim your own cash bonus now. Try the MyBookie money back to grab a potential Super Bowl frontrunner at long shot odds, plus $38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. Dot com. And remember, guys, gambling is supposed to be for fun. Do not, you know, go crazy. I mean, I do encourage you to use my promo code so the show will survive. But, you know, gamble at your own risk. What do you think about gambling? Well, I've never done it. What? You've never done it? Mm-mm. Are you really and truly? You've never gone to Vegas and ever gambled? I mean, I've, I speak in Vegas quite yeah. a bit. And my friends have brought me to stand behind them to do blackjack. And but you've games. never even put no. money in a slot machine? No, like, no. It's fine. I, it's very bad, though. It's not good. I feel like I'd get maybe addicted. So I I, you can. Away. I know. My grandmother was addicted to it. She broke a bunch of slot machines and went to jail for it. It was actually pretty cool. But my point is, when you gamble, always gamble with what you can lose. Don't gamble with something you can't lose because then you're going to end up broke. So be very careful. All right. Now, Emily... You're a motivational speaker who's an expert at developing personal brands. What I need from you mm. is I need some help with my brand. I mean, Ooh. I have some pretty bad photos, some pretty bad content out there that has really hurt me in the conservative movement. A lot of people say, oh, he's not really conservative enough. Then the liberals say he's not even a liberal enough. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm having trouble pleasing my audience. So Ooh. I know you are a brand expert. We're going to go through some stuff that I've done in the past like this. This is me speaking at the Plano City Council meeting, and I was fighting to compete against the women, and they would not let me compete in the Women's Swim League. I'm trying to get a college scholarship, but I get a lot of hate from the conservatives because they say I'm just as bad as Drag Queen Storytime because I'm technically cross-dressing. So how do I kind of rehab this? Oh, my. This, yeah, this PR crisis. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I know you may think that your brand isn't tight, but 
I actually try to teach people to do what you do and that stand for something. Really, culture jamming is what it is. No, but, but I'm, I'm, you know, this is a joke. <laughs> we like to joke around, but then this is the other one. This is the transgender tuck-friendly bathing suit. This video got millions of views online. But once again, the right went after me. All the conservatives went after me and said, you know what, Alex, you're just a cross-dressing homosexual. I'm not a homosexual, but I am a cross-dresser. I don't know how I debate that. So when they yelled it at me and I'm wearing women's clothes, it's hard to tell them, hey, I'm not a cross-dresser. You know what I mean? Well, Alex, yeah. I can show you how Emily does it, and maybe you can aim to be like her. Okay, We please. got two photos of Emily. Oh, Jimmy! Oh, oh Jimmy! Whoa. Do not Look at show. those abs! Jimmy, you found me Jimmy. in Lake Como. Jimmy. Look at those Leonidas <laughs> abs. How do you Jimmy. get that? Jimmy, Yo. Jimmy stop. Oh, my god. Terms gosh. of service strike. <laughs> They actually look very similar. I mean, I don't mean that rude, but I mean, it, it doesn't, it looks kind of, <laughs> look at that. That we don't look similar, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I think Yo, our it's neck just bones. dedication, commitment, intermittent fasting, you know. Intermittent fasting is the yeah. key. I really yeah. think that, that like everybody yeah, yeah. thinks you got to eat all the time. No, you don't. And, and you know, they even say that's ancestral, that we get smarter, you know, that the cavemen would have to when they would uh, be in ketosis from not eating, because yes. that's when your body starts yes. to use stored energy, the, yeah, the fat. Yeah, very good. You know? No, it's wow. great. But you actually get smarter because your body, it, your brain runs smoother on ketones than it does on uh, sugar and carbohydrates. It absolutely does. And on that particular trip, I was in, in Lake Como, just getting done speaking in Poland, and that's how I keep my energy high when traveling. So. Um, I yeah. mean, I'm very, very, I mean, I do think we do look very similar, but I'm not going to say. I know, I mean, I mean, obviously my hips are a little more childbearing, but I would say that, <laughs> I mean. <sighs> it's not your best look, but hey, if you're trying to make a statement, as long, you know, your motives matter. That's so. what it's about, the motives. And speaking of motives, Jimmy, we need to motivate some of my crew. Well, well oh. we had we had one more photo that I don't know how what? you fixed. Jimmy, what, what is this? Doing? Well, how does Alex explain himself out of this one? Oh. Jimmy! <laughs> Jimmy! How does he recover from that, Emily? I got a lot of heat. Okay, what's the point with this? This is, a, this is Lady and the Tramp. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Oh. And uh, it's hard to feed a monkey spaghetti. We've tried to feed him a lot of spaghetti. But they eat bananas quite easily. And so we kind of got in a little uh, situation ship, I guess you could call this. And um, yeah, it's just me with the banana in my mouth. And then that, so what was the backlash on this photo? What was? That monkey got a bunch of people sick with like an Ebola type virus. It was like a movie oh. outbreak. And a, like a couple of people on the crew got violently ill. I was totally fine. I'm triple vaccinated. Did you, did you put out a triple, triple vaccinated? Oh, I'm quadruple vaccinated. Oh, yo. Yeah, it's okay. so smart. So, so did you put out an apology statement for all the, the sick people? Or I have not I, because I'm trying not to take legal uh, liability. Yeah, 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 so I get I'm kind of just saying, hey, you know, you guys, I coughed yeah. on you after I shared a banana with a sick monkey. Well, oh, That's actually, on you. Alex, what? you actually didn't include, you sued that sweet lady to the ground. Oh, I did sue her. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I wouldn't have liability on myself. I blamed it all on the monkey. I'm not, I mean, come on. I'm not. You blamed it on the, you're a blamer. I am a blamer. I, I'm the blame oh. game's my favorite game, Emily. I blame everything on monkeys. <sighs> no blaming over Monkey here. ate my homework. I did that one all the time. Monkey ate my homework. You know how AIDS was started, right? Oh my God. All right, let's All right, don't say that, Jimmy. Why would you put an well, AIDS let, joke in a prompter? We let her like, do her magic on Darius. Okay, now, Darius, come on set. Yo. Now, this is one of our hardest working employees here. This, his name is Darius Presley. He's Darius, are you smoking again? Darius, Seriously. what are you doing, Darius? Okay, oh face goodness. the Darius, camera. What are you doing? What, Darius, what are you doing? Why are you smoking a cigarette? I thought you quit smoking cigarettes. Okay, can you seriously? I, I did until uh, until I got here, you know. And you're just this is a I nice just, lady. She doesn't smell like that, cigarettes. That, she that, has a, It's okay. Put that you cigarette know. out. Put that out. Or the, yeah. <gasps> oh, <laughs> put it out on him. That's what you get. No, come over here. Come over here. We're not done, Darius. Come here. So, Darius, come here. My booty. No, your booty's fine. Booty. His booty is fine. So Darius is one of the hardest working young men here at The Blaze. He's my protege. He's my wife's boyfriend. He's a lot of stuff that's very important to me, but I don't want to get into that. What I want to talk about today is I try to give Darius a free Jeep Grand Cherokee. Remember that, Darius? Wow. How generous. Vaguely. And, vaguely? Mm -hmm. And tell Emily why you will not accept this free car that I'm going to give you. Because the road rage has me so nervous. 
on those rare occasions I drive, you know, I'm like this, right? Like I'm, a, like I'm 120. Oh. This is how I merge and then I turn. So he's scared to drive. He's scared to drive. Dude, did you drive here? How did oh. you get here? Uber? No. Lyft? Hitchhike. You walk. You're putting in your 10,000 steps. He, well, and, and. I uh, you for that. And Darius has visited. Tell her what you visit. Glory holes. Stop. Say it like you mean it, though. Glory holes. He really, have you ever heard of a glory hole? No. It's a hole, and, and they do it at sex shops. And hey, then, let her, let's just let her motivate Okay, her. all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we and, need to figure this okay, out. Okay, and also, D Darius, Alex, move a little yeah, to little, your right, because okay. you this kept in front camera. of the camera. Like, Darius, is this your first show? What, what number show is this, Darius? This is like your 100th uh -huh. show. Yeah. We're, we're on like, what, what Dude, episode is this, 113? This is episode 118. 118 shows you've done, and you still don't realize that's the camera. Okay, neither right. here nor there, just don't. Emily, can you motivate him to have the courage to learn how to drive? Well, yeah, but first, we, we can't be beating him up right now, because obviously this is a soft spot. Okay, so was there a time in your life Emily, can you say uh, no? Uh, uh, Emily, you, no, come, you, you can stand up. Emily, did you have an instance or a time in your life a bad experience with driving? I haven't. <laughs> it's just it's just the road rage, you know. Road rage. Yeah. What what causes you to get road rage? No, not me, but just the you know road rage in general. Oh, so you're afraid of other people? Yeah, you know, depending on the. The people. And this is real. I'm not even kidding, Emily. This is, I know this show seems like a comedy show. I was going to give him a free car, pay for the insurance on it for a year. Are you about to, are you about to throw up? We're having a breakthrough. Gosh, so, I know. So, did someone do something to you one time on the road? Did you have a bad experience or one of your parents, maybe? No. Nobody has ever done anything or attempted to, but, but all the stories that I've seen and read about, you know. The media. The media. So, and word of mouth too, though. No. So, what is causing you to focus on that so much to the point where it's crippling you? Well, because road rage, you know, typically doesn't have any in any. Um, Good outcomes, any favorable yeah, outcomes. Yeah, but what's causing you to focus on it? Yeah, because yeah. like, what about like think about how you could get to places faster? You wouldn't have to be on the bus. You ever think about the positives of driving? Yeah, I do. But why does the one negative outweigh all of the positive benefits that would help your life, Derek? That's right. Because I mean, it's 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 bigger than the all the planets put together. You know what? The, no, when's the, the last time no, you the drove? Road rage problem. It's been two years. Two years? What, what, what made you park the car in the driveway and say, I'm done driving? <laughs> like, which was the question? Final, we all have those no, moments yeah, um, where it's like final straw. She's a real professional. But no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I haven't given up and I'm not going to give up. And I did a, well, you have I given up. slightly better two years ago, you know. You have given up because I'm would trying. It, would it help if, if we are in the car with you and we drove together? Let's do it. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to do, I think, yeah. a driver's ed education course Let's next week. We're going to have the car. And if you wreck that car, you're going to owe me a lot of money. You realize that? Don't yourself. put more fear in him. Okay, you're right. I'm probably you won't owe me so anything. Much you have to speak life into him. Okay. This is actually trauma for well, him. And it is. And it's funny you say that because I have a guy that's an expert in speaking life. Now, come over here. Now, this is Big Nasty. Big Nasty, face this way a little bit so we can... So Big Nasty, we do a little different of a motivational speaking style here, and hey. Big Nasty's gonna show you how we handle here things here at Primetime with Alex Stein. Durs, stop acting like a bitch, man. You a black man. You gotta be strong. Ain't, ain't like no stop bitch. acting like a bitch and start like acting bitch. like a bitch and take your ass and learn how to drive. Stop acting like a bitch. So how about you? I'm being tired of you being a bitch. The three of you. Back seat, you know. Three of us in the back seat doing yeah. what? <laughs> You can't even damn drive. No, that, that, that motivation, you know. That's motivation. I'm going to motivate your ass. It takes away the fear factor, you know. You're a brother. You can't so, be no weak-ass brother. So exactly you how, you, how are you going to motivate me? I'm, I'm motivating your ass right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. This is I'm the most motivated I've hey, ever hey, seen your ass. Hey, yeah, hey, wait, wait, wait. Hey, is everything okay? I think we got some family family trauma going on. <laughs> a little bit, yes. That's, that we have a, it's yeah. a very high-strung show, yeah. for sure. So how do we help yeah. this? 
Is this not a good technique to is, tough love? I've never seen a sign of what, it. What's causing you to talk to him this way? Well, I, I'm, I, he is the motivational speaker here, yeah. so this is what, he does gay conversion therapy as well. He's actually converted a lot of homosexuals back to heterosexuality. That's right. That's how we do it over oh, man. But how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling lovely. Is this your son? Uh, like my son. Yeah, Like basically. your son? Yeah, but he's acting like a bitch. And I don't need him and, acting like no bitch. No, and, and I need I, him to take his ass and learn how to drive. Right, but do you ever feel like maybe there's a part of him that's a little tender right now that he needs you to empower him instead of disempower him by breaking him down? Tender, he ain't no meat. He has a point. There, I understand that so much, and you are such a badass. Like, dude, you, I feel your energy and how powerful you are and you're masculine. But there's times where there's wounds and things we need to heal from and by being yelled at, it's gonna cause him to, to shudder and to not be able to expand. So how about you try empowering him with an empowering belief instead of a disempowering belief? Can you say something empowering to him? Yeah. Stop acting like a bitch and take your trick ass and learn how to drive. Is that better? I thought that was pretty so, good. Why do you care to get him to drive? Because he needs to. He a but, black man, he gotta be strong. Ain't no got, black man can't drive. So why do you care enough to tell him that? Because I want him to learn how to drive. Why do you want him to learn how because to drive? Because I have to trick his trick ass all over the damn city, picking up there all types of crazy ass women in the middle of the night and all this shit. Middle of the night, yeah. Yes, yeah. He calls in the middle of yeah. the night, yes. he's. I ain't no damn yeah. Uber. Yeah, and that's, he does. You need some breakfast women, like women you can take to breakfast, not in the middle of the night. Okay, never mind. Well, well, okay, well, just I'm, hold I'm on. I'm a night owl, so. Oh, you're a night, okay. I think he's doing pretty good, Emily, and I'm not just saying I, that. I think he's, he's, he's motivated a lot of people. I know it's a different technique, but. It's a whole different technique. But why do you care about him? Because I want him to win. He a black man. Why and do, he gotta be strong. Why do you he want can't him? be weak. I, I, I feel that. Do you think it's coming from a place of love? You love him? Hell no, I don't love his trick ass. <laughs> I can't stand his trick ass. But I think there's something in there that makes you care so much about him that's causing you so much emotion. Nah, ain't nothing there. Never will be. Never I'm will I'm tired be. of running his trick ass all around the city, picking up tricks and all that. Do you think something would shift if you saw him win again and drive? Hell yeah. Whoa, let's make that happen. Let's make How do you feel happen. about How that? How do you feel? Do you want to? Yes. 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 There he is. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, this Wait, is nice. Do we have any music? So Do we have any music? Come on, oh celebrate! Oh my gosh! There he is. Celebrate! We just had a breakthrough. We had a breakthrough! Yeah! yeah. Roar! Serious roar! Roar like a lion! Yeah! Yeah! Roar louder! Yeah! Roar! No, ah. want go deeper! Deeper, yeah. Darius! Roar! Oh, no, deeper! Not deeper! No, no, don't, don't, let's keep, no, no, no. All right, is our guest ready? Is our next guest ready? Yeah, well, yeah, we have another ad read, though. All right, let me sit down. All right, great job. Okay. This is incredible. Thank you. Get off, get off set right Breakthroughs now. happening left and right. Thank you, Oh, Emily. my gosh. Whew. That had me sweating. I thought Tiny was going to kill Darius there. He, I, he gets hyped up like that. All right. You guys may have heard about Liver Health Formula, not just on my show, but also on HGTV, Fox News, Newsmax, Food Network, and other places. I can't breathe, Jimmy. I think that I'm having a little myocarditis, but I'll be okay. They already helped more than 2.6 million people with their products. It's not surprising that Liver Health Formula is so popular. If you were to add up all the residents of Arizona, Virginia, Florida, and Texas, you would still not get the 100 million Americans that have a sluggish, fatty liver that makes people gain weight, experience fatigue, and probably even your liberal neighbor has it. So... If you're suffering from low energy, brain fog, or unexplained extra flab, it's time to do something about it. You gotta try Liver Health Formula. It's an all natural supplement packed in clinically proven botanicals to help you recharge and protect your liver. It has thousands of positive reviews on Amazon, so you know it's time tested, but only on Blaze can you get the best offer they have on the entire internet. 
With your order, you get a free bottle of blood sugar formula. In total, you're getting a 64% discount. Head over to my dedicated page at getliverhelp.com Alex to get this special offer. Remember, we can't save America if we don't look after ourselves. So go to getliverhelp.com slash Alex. I'm emotional. I'm hot. I'm emotional. Oh, I have feel highs, the emotion. Too. Feel it. Oh, my gosh. That was insane. Yeah, it was. Jimmy, that was one of the best breakthroughs we've ever had. Yeah, that really was. Emily, can you, can you tell Alex how to speak to me like you just spoke to Derek? Yeah, because, Jimmy, you're an idiot. Jimmy, you're putting, you're putting oh, Mazda, Chevrolet. You're trying to be so funny. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we have tough love, Jimmy. Jimmy went to Princeton. He thinks he knows a bunch of stuff. Oh, I went to Ivy League. Poison Ivy League is what I call it. Your brain's poisoned with retarded nonsense. Oh. Excuse my French, sorry. Wow, hey, wow. I have, I have a good uh, life coach joke like what Emily does. I don't do life coaching. Okay. Okay. I thought... Then, it, then the joke's kind of ruined. I won't... Well, well, life we'll co- tell, you can tell yeah, it. Yeah, what is a life yeah, coach what, joke? What it, what it, but I don't... We don't do that. So, but I, so, I need a life coach if you know one. You, you do. You so, I need a lot of coaches. I need a whole you know, personnel team. All right, go ahead, Jimmy. One time a girl told me, if you can't afford a therapist, just get a life coach. If you don't know what a life coach is, it's a woman in a midlife crisis who's in no position to give life advice. Jimmy! Jimmy! Why do you come here? Oh, wait, does she have the goggles? Does she have the goggles? Do we have any goggles? I don't think we have any goggles. Wait, just cover your eyes. Cover your eyes now! Turn on this camera! Emily. Ah, I'm so sick of you, Jimmy! I'm sick of it! I'm sick of you! All the day- Oh, I cut my hand. I actually cut my hand. Oh, cut my hand. the consequences I- of your own actions. Shut up, Jimmy! Shut up! Yo, bro. Are you Yo, okay? Breathe. Are you okay? Just, you need to breathe. I'm having a panic attack. Sorry, we, for, we forgot the goggles. We usually have our guests wear goggles at that time. I'm I having a panic attack, Jimmy. Call my therapist. You need to breathe. We have Heidi on. Just like oh, Heidi's thing. good. Okay, Heidi's like the, basically a therapist. Now we welcome on one of my favorite internet online friends that I've never met in person, but her and I have kind of weird sexual chemistry. The one, the only Heidi Briones. Heidi, how are you doing, my friend? Doing awesome. Well, Heidi, let's put us in a three box. I want to in- introduce you to Emily. She's here to try to help me fix my brand. She's a public relations expert. I'm an idiot. I have a lot of... Um, challenges, challenging things and mistakes that I've made. And so I'd like it if we can kind of get two smart women to help fix me because, you know, you guys might not know this. I lost my mother. I don't have a lot of women in my life right now. So if you guys would just help me, I would really appreciate that. Of course. We I'd love to you. help you. So nice you, to meet you, so Emily. So you nice live to in, meet Kelton. you. So you live, <laughs> you ladies, this is my show. I don't want okay. you talking to okay, each other at all, all right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so listen, you live in Portlandia or AKA Portland. Is that correct? That's right. Have you been? Uh, are you kidding? Me and Ted Wheeler are like best friends, the mayor okay. of that town. And Ted Wheeler, are you familiar with his work at all, Emily? No. He's a homosexual mayor of Portland. Not that that matters, not that that's a bad thing, but uh, he's been known to go to sex parties. He's actually been pictured at a pool party. Heidi, do you know the pool party I'm talking about? I don't. Do you have footage? Uh, we should have had it. that. Jimmy can't pull that up fast <laughs> enough, but he was at a pool party with this woman who's doing like these really weird like body art stuff and like... There was just a lot of weird stuff going on, but I'm actually, I actually have, uh, I've left my little mark on Portland and uh, it was a pretty, pretty big skid mark to say the least. So let's play a little bit of my Portland trolling. Thank you for being here this morning. We appreciate it. Next up is item 181. Next individual, please. Do Request of Mohammed Atahaya to address council regarding sanctuary city for refugees. Good morning, Mohammed. Hello, Mayor Ted I want to say on behalf of Taliban that you are the best mayor in the United States of America. In other cities, law enforcement makes it tough for us to operate, but luckily in Portland, the mayor actually supports the right of Taliban. Our experience in cities like New York and Los Angeles have been rife with law enforcement and governmental issues. But in Portland, we are able to distribute our poppy to the people of Portland. Currently the number one place in America that we export all of our Afghani poppy is to Portland. As Taliban member, 
I promise to give the citizens of Portland the cleanest heroin known to men. We understand that Pfizer has the vaccine taken care of. So thank you, Mayor Wheeler, for letting the Taliban seller copy to your people without getting in trouble. To all my other comrades that are watching this, remember Andy No is the worst person ever. And Portland is the only place where racism is no longer exists. You are able to sell your poppy or smoke your methamphetamine or park your broken down car on the streets of our month at time without any interference. Yeah, can we move to the next person? I don't think we need to hit sit here and listen to a racial parody. Um, this is deeply offensive and you should be ashamed. We know this that is absolutely is racist behavior on your part. Shame on you. Next individual, please. Item number 182. So that's the first oh. clip. Now, Heidi, what's your initial reaction? Now, I had to set it up. I had a virtual camera and I would call into Portland all the time during the pandemic. And then I paid a guy on Fiverr to read that speech. And then I played it on my computer live. So that was actually really challenging to do, but it, it made some <laughs> national news. But Jimmy, the freaking subtitles on that were way off. I mean, uh, but that's- I, I had a tough time understanding him. I, I know, but I actually had, I wrote everything he said. I could have given you the transcription of it, but neither here nor there, Heidi, what is your initial reaction on the poppy and methamphetamine problem? Problem and heroin problem in your city of Portland? Yeah, I mean, there is definitely a poppy problem. Uh, it's more like a fentanyl problem, though. I don't know. Is that mm. poppies or is that? Well, you what know what I mean. I mean, he from? but doesn't um, heroin become fentanyl, you know, all the, you know, opiate? Or I whatever? guess so. I mean, people are, you know, they smoke it either way. I don't know exactly know what they're smoking, you know, when they're outside Fred Meyer. I don't exactly know what it is, but uh, it's it's something. And yeah, I can I can definitely see <laughs> Ted Call it and calling it racist um, to talk about, you know, the problems in Portland. But I don't know about methamphetamine. I think everybody's moved on. I well, think everybody's well, Heidi, likes to be just uh, uh, falling just, over. Heidi, that's a little naive because everybody knows what a good speedball is. When you're on a little bit of heroin, you need a little methamphetamine kicker just to keep you up. So I'm telling you, wherever there's heroin, there's a little bit of meth. Uh, learn that from a little bit. A little Maybe bit. a little bit. That's just how Maybe it works. Maybe a little bit. So Heidi, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're such a badass on Twitter. I love your Twitter takes. Uh, and tell us about how your growth on it, how you became, uh, you know, so well known on the platform. Sure. Yeah. I'd love to love to share how I became, you know, the Internet's favorite lesbian, as they say. Uh, you know, I'm the new Ellen. Just, you know, I'm waiting for those checks to come in. So anytime, anytime, guys. Um, but yeah, I ran for office in 2020 as a Democrat, you know, cringe. But uh, throughout COVID, I, you know, just started really, you know, being upset and sick of <laughs> the democratic establishment and how authoritarian they were. You know, I couldn't even go to the gym in my own apartment complex. You know, what's that about? Um, you know, my wife got kicked out of Whole Foods. What's that about? Just trying to buy some wine. Um, so things got really messy, you know, <laughs> and I, uh, talked a lot of garbage about Biden and, you know, the Democrats and they kicked me out, which has been, yeah, all, you know, weird because I grew up, you know, a Democrat. I was a leftist in college. I went to UC Santa Cruz, you know, majored in politics, about as left as you get, but I don't stand for authoritarianism. So that was what really pushed me over the line. I was like, I can't, I can't get down with that. So, um, yeah, then I basically grew my following after that. Uh, my most popular tweets are actually lesbian party stories and dunking <laughs> on AOC. Um, so yeah, that's what people like. They like my lesbian stories and they like when I dunk on AOC. And you have to admit, I don't know what the connection is there, but AOC, yep. cause she's a big booty Latina. So everybody likes that. Yes. That's why we the like juicy her. booty. The ju it's the juicy booty. And that's what she I mean, said. Honestly. Did you even know that Emily, that I confronted AOC and I said that you're my favorite big booty Latina and she played like she was a victim. And then somebody made me this custom calendar. You see this, this is her in a <laughs> MAGA bathing suit. I love this as my. It's scratch and sniff. That's delicious. It stinks. It stinks. This is a scratch and I don't know why they did that fragrance. I would have picked a little something more pleasurable, but neither here nor there. So we both love AOC. You're a lesbian. Mm -hmm. I'm a heterosexual male, but we both love yeah, AOC. So we have a lot the in same. common. Yeah. 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 We're basically the same. And, yeah. and you know that oftentimes I'm non-binary and when I'm Alexandria, I still like women. So technically I am a transgender lesbian. So we are a lot alike. Transbian. 
I mean, tr- is that what it is? Okay, so tell me this. As, as a le- lesbian, what do you think about TERFs, trans-exclusionary radical feminists? Because I go to a lot of these drag queen story times, and some of the people that protest the most are actual you know, lesbians that are mad at the transgender movement. So what do you think about that dichotomy within that own LGBTQ community? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a TERF, technically. So, I mean, I think that, you know, <laughs> I think that the lesbians you know, are sick of it. They really don't want men in their spaces and they're, you know, starting to say something about it. And I think usually lesbians just chill with their cats and don't really do a whole lot, you know, really you know, just keep I to have ourselves. Four cats. But you know, I have four cats. Me so too. I, I really am I a lesbian. Too. We're both lesbians. Yes, you are. Sorry, you yeah. are. That's basically it. what I spend all my time doing. I don't have a cat door, so I just let them in and out all day long, you know, over and over. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the L just wants to get out, really. It's really about, like, get the L out of the LGBT. So there's a lot of non-woke, non-LGBT lesbians coming out and saying, you know, we're sick of it. We want to be able to have lesbian parties with only women. That's the definition of a lesbian party. So if you want to come in and you have a penis, you're you're not invited. Like, wow. specifically, you're not invited. Sorry. Uh, well, Unless I'm you're invited, out. though. Yeah, you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're one invited. clarification. I'm invited. You're the only one. You're the only one. Okay, so. Uh, $20 super chat. Uh, yes. Hi, me. guys. Superfly said, hitting fat bong rips watching primetime Alex Stein. I mean, why do you say that? We have classy people who are talking about people using I'm, drugs. I'm contractually obligated to read every $20 super chat. I did tell chat. you that, but when, if they're talking about using drugs, maybe, you know, bleep it out or hitting a cigarette. But, I no, don't this, know. Funny what if t- this is someone in Portland? It's oh. legal. Probably. It is legal in some places. Okay, neither here nor there. We got to let Heidi go. We only have a couple more minutes with her. But so, Heidi, I want to talk about this, too. You talk about how you were liberal, and then now you're more, you know, libertarian. But I think that they've raised us all. I think we've all been kind of brainwashed. They say sharing is caring. I think that it almost is kind of like the, you know, status quo is to everybody to be kind of a liberal, right? Don't you think that? I mean, isn't that kind of how we're raised in school and the indoctrination that we all should basically be socialists and just you know, go to school. And I mean, just, I feel like we're indoctrinated to be that and that you almost have to have life experience before you start realizing that the government doesn't have our best interests. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that if you go to public school, you know, if you grow up in the city, uh, you get indoctrinated every, every, you know, where you go and people are always trying to tell you, you know, social justice. I mean, you know, they showed us Captain Planet when we were growing up in the nineties. I mean, they, they've been ingraining the stuff in millennials, you know, the entire time it takes decades to do. And I think that where conservatives miss out is they're not being as proactive as the left is being. They're not thinking 30 years ahead. They're just reacting to what the left is doing right now. But if they had a 30-year plan to, like, you know, have some conservative cartoons and, like, some stuff that, like, kids would like now and then grow up and be more conservative, I think that they would start winning more. Uh, So the left is really railroading things with um, infiltrating every single institution, I think, in the country. And and one one issue that I stand really firm on, and like I said, I'm very pro-gay. I'm not anti-gay at all. But this is the thing. A pride flag, the only difference between a gay person and a straight person is your sexual preference. And so a pride flag celebrates your sexual preference. That's great. Outside of a gay bar, that's good. So now I know I can go to that bar and get free drinks all night. But where I don't (laughs) think that we should celebrate sexual preferences are in elementary school. So what do you think about putting a pride flag in an elementary school, Heidi? I think that's sick. Yeah. I mean, I, it's wrong and it has no place there. Uh, it, the rainbow was used to be used to be, as you mentioned, a signal uh, for a gay bar or we used to wear little rainbow pins, um, you know, to let other gay people know, like to let other lesbians know, hey, you can hit on me. Um, we would wear like little flare. But that is, you know, obviously for a sexual purpose to hit on people and to flirt with them. It has no, no place in schools, um, you know, at all. And it's become political, too. Now it's brown. And I don't even know, like whatever new war is going on, it's that country's colors mixed in with the rainbow. So it, it's hideous now anyway. So it, it's got to go. And it, and it really is weird that the, the young indoctrination. OK, before you go, Heidi, we got to play one last video of your boy, primetime Alex Stein and the mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler. Yes, can you see me? Yo, can you hear me? Yes. I'm clear. Okay. Yo, uh, I just want to say, hey, uh, I'm a member of Antifa and up to Portland. And I have to tell you guys, this is the best place, the cleanest methamphetamines that I've ever done. But the problem is, is a lot of these guys, all these dope users out there, you know, they're a lot of them aren't vaccinated. And that's the thing. They got all these needles. I don't want to catch COVID. Portland is like, if you're chill and you like to smoke 
and you like like and you like old art movies, dude, you can smoke all day, watch old movies that lets you take your dog in the theater. They let you take your dog in the theater. It's, they don't do any of that crap in Texas. In Texas, they got all these rules. They got all these cops. They pull you over. Dude, Portland is so chill. So, Mayor Wheeler, you're the number one chillest mayor. Uh, I'll take that in the spirit which it was offered, which is complete sarcasm. Next individual, please. What do you think about that instant reaction, Heidi? That was, that was amazing. I actually that I saw that actually, that might've been one of the first things I saw from you. And yeah, I was hooked ever since. So that's hilarious. And it was, you know, what, what can you say? What can you say other than it's exactly true? You know? Well, and, I, and, and for me, what I think has been most effective is when I started speaking at these city council meetings, like you, you wanted to run for office and uh, you're very earnest in that. I was speaking very earnestly at these meetings, you know, telling them and complaining and how I really felt. They would just ignore me. But as soon as I started being, started being sarcastic like that, it irks him. Like it makes him have to respond. A lot of times when most people speak at these meetings, literally the mayor says nothing. But every time that I ever spoke, the mayor had to make a, you know, oh, this is sarcasm. This is that. So I'm actually creating a response from them. So I just noticed by using right. culture jamming for me and I think for, you know, I'm not going to lie, clicks and getting awareness on these issues. It's been the most effective because people want to see it. And it makes these politicians that are super serious feel very uncomfortable when they get made fun of. Yeah, telling the truth through satire and humor, I think, is the best way that you can combat, you know, politicians because, yeah, they're not going to pay attention. They're used to people kissing their ass every single second of every day and not pushing them or telling them anything. And so you coming out there and making a mockery of what's, you know, it's actually true. You know, it's funny because it's true. That's what you're doing. You're doing satire. And I think that it, it works and more people should do it. I love what you've done in Plano, you know. Uh, hopefully you win that lawsuit and, and ah. you know, maybe I'll be one of those big booty hoes. Yeah. supposed oh, to be dancing with you. And, and before you go, Heidi, tell them that. Tell everybody because they don't believe a lot of guys are like, oh, or people say nobody's attracted to me. If you were heterosexual, you would be attracted to me. Is that correct? 100%. Actually, you're the only, you're the only one. Oh, yeah. Wow. I can turn a lesbian straight almost. Wow. <laughs> I'm close. I'm close. <laughs> That's a, that's that's as big of a uh, you know prize that I could ever receive, Heidi. You are truly my internet bestie. Um, I, I want to visit you in Portland, and before you go, uh, tell Please the people. Do. But tell the people how they can find you and support you. Yeah, uh, best place is X, formerly known as Twitter. You can find me at Heidi Brionis, and I'm also on other platforms as well. Uh, all my links are there, though, right on my Twitter page, so please find me. Oh, he, she also has a Substack, but she's not like a douche about it, which I appreciate because a lot of people with Substack are annoying, but you're what? not. Well, Jimmy, why? Yeah, if Jimmy you actually read, a lot of people don't read, so <sighs> if you're literate, though, um, yeah, you can go literate. to my Substack. It's just it's just my first and last name. It's actually, no, it's a huge problem in America. We actually have very low literacy rates, That's but if you can true. read, congratulations, and you can go to HeidiBrionis.com and read my articles. Well, you know that I can't read. This is the only book that I've ever read. I don't know if you can That's do okay. That. Still love you. It's okay. Yeah. That, that's okay. Play some sad thing. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> All right. See you, Heidi. Well, thank you for coming Bye. on. Hey, uh, 20 dollars super chat from what? Channel Julio. Hi, my name is Jimmy. I paid 100 k to go to Princeton, and all I got was a poison ivy rash on my stinky butt. That was really mean. That was good and mean. Oh. That was a good Did one. You, was that your burner? No, that's not my burner. That was not my burner. Do not go back and watch the tape. I did not send that super chat. All right, now let me do the blind read because we got a lot. We got to end the show with some very spicy things, surprises in store. For years, Hollywood has been lacking when it comes to stories of redemption. Movies and TV shows have trended toward the anti-hero, the flawed person who makes no effort to change, and just becomes worse and worse as the story goes on. Well, here's some great news. The Blind, the true story of the Robertson family, is now available for a purchase on Blaze TV. Maybe you've made a mess of your life. Maybe someone you love is in a dark place. Maybe all the above. If you or someone you know feels beyond redemption, you need to watch this movie. You'll see there's always hope. Always. The Blind takes you on an incredible journey through the life of Phil Robertson, giving you an intimate look into the man behind the legend and the trials and triumphs and the values that have shaped him through the years. While The Blind wasn't a Blaze Media production, since Phil is such a big part of the Blaze TV family, we wanted to make sure you had the opportunity to stream it right here. Because it isn't technically ours, so we can't include it as part of the subscription, but if you'd rather purchase it from us, Instead of Apple or Amazon, we wanted to make sure that you had the opportunity to do that. So act now. Don't miss this opportunity to own The Blind, a Phil Robertson story on Blaze TV. Buy today, blazetv.com slash theblind for $19.99.
That's the blazetv.com slash the blind for 1999. Ooh. Did you like Duck Dynasty? Were you ever part of the Duck Dynasty fandom? Uh, yes, I'm, I, I liked it a lot. I, in fact, I give the speech called Unleash Your It Factor, okay. and I have a slide of Duck Dynasty talking about leaning into your zone of genius and not conforming, and I think... I just thought they were awesome. Well, you know, you know, I think that was actually very brilliant, the it factor, the nonconformity, because once yeah. we all conform, we all follow the leader, we all wear the mask, it takes away our autonomy. So why, you know, so, percent. that's what I'm saying. So why is that so important for us to, I guess, be different without being, because I'm a little bizarre. Mm -hmm. And when I tell people I'm not a role model, I tell people that all the time, like, you don't want to be like me. You say you're not a role model? Yeah. But I believe you are. No, no, he's not. I'm not. No, Jimmy, no. You are. There's, up, there's certain elements where, like you, you leaning into your gifting, which is humor, mm -hmm. and also standing up for what you believe in. That's a gift, and a lot of people don't recognize their gifts, and you have. I'll take it. Yeah. Wow, Jimmy, yeah. that makes me feel so good. Jimmy, do not say anything to negate what you said, Jimmy. Yeah, don't show Jimmy. Okay. So before we get into your summer, uh, summer uh, terrorist friend or whatever, Jimmy, uh, do we have the uh, a Democrat meeting? Are we live on the Zoom yet? They kicked us off. No, they didn't. I swear. They saw my name and they kicked us off. <laughs> I think you've you've officially gotten too famous. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they, <laughs> famous. We're trying to call some Democratic uh, sheriffs thing right now. Here, we'll try to we'll try to join on my phone. But Jimmy, explain why you're friends with the terrorists. Uh, okay, please. so. I found out recently I grew up going to summer camp with a terrorist or someone convicted of terrorism. Can you get FS Jamie one up? What is this, Jimmy? Yes. So you so went to camp with this guy? Andy, Gay though. conversion therapy camp? Is I don't remember this guy from the camp. <laughs> well, no, that was in my adulthood. This was when I was oh. a kid. So I saw this 61 RICO suspect accused of domestic terrorism for they basically stormed a police training academy. But then I saw this guy and it was like Antifa rioter Jamie Marsicano. Dad's a tycoon, blah, blah. And I was like, why does that name sound so familiar? Then I realized I grew up going to summer camp. That's me when I was 13, and that's the little Antifa terrorist. And I even confirmed it on the back. We have our names. That's so I grew up with a terrorist. That's kind of cool. Is that cool? How is that cool? That sounds yeah. kind of bad. I, I mean, I kind of knew him before he was a terrorist. So Jamie Marsicano, if you're out there. You know, you were cool when you were 13. I know you went to Brown. He, he kind of got radicalized at Brown. You got kind of weird, but come back to the normal side and we can and hang out Is he going to again. jail, Jimmy? Yeah. Pro to probably. I'll visit you in, in jail, jail, Jamie. You're going to write him a letter? Oh, speaking of Owen Schroyer is in jail. Owen Schroyer alert. Always bring up Owen Schroyer. We need to give him some credit. If you want to write him a letter, make sure to go to Owen Schroyer1776 on Twitter and go support him. I'm trying to get into the Zoom meeting. They're not letting me in. I have uh, my burner account, but they're not letting me in. <laughs> so we're going to have to move on, Jimmy, to tell us your favorite story about Tony Robbins. <laughs> Yo. We love Tony. Um, I, I grew up listening to him. My dad made me listen to the CDs. You know, he gave them to me. He's like, Alex, you got to listen to him. And it really did help me because I'm all about vibrational energy. I think yeah. that we have to have a positive vibrational energy mm -hmm. because when you're in that low vibrational energy state, you attract other low vibrational That's people. That's right. Yeah. So, That's and, right. And I learned a lot of that, you know, the power within from Tony. So tell us how Tony shaped your life. Mm, well, the first time he shaped my life was I was speaking on stage in Vegas and I was on and then he came on and I, cr I crushed it. I was teaching social media. I got in the crowd and was sitting up there. And for whatever reason, he came and called on me. We're in front of 20,000 people. And he started having an intervention with, with me. you. Yes. And after you had a great speech and stuff. yeah, he didn't he didn't see that part. He came in for his thing. And what what it really transpired is he ended up helping me with a lot of deep childhood trauma that I had that I didn't deal with. Yeah. And that set me free and set me on a path to do what I do now. And so I have an immense amount of gratitude for this man and the work he does. He helps you change patterns, not just motivation. It's real tangible things that can change your, well, changing your physiology, all of it. No, and, so. and that's so true because like I know so many people and I know uh, girls and I mean guys too that had bad things happen to them. Like for instance, I have, this is, if we're gonna really be serious, no comedy, 
my parents got divorced and got remarried. Then they, then they, not to each other, to other people, then got divorced again. So I'm scared to death to get married because I've had mm. that trauma as a kid. And, you know, I know people have had worse trauma, you know, sexual trauma, you know, worse things than that than a parent's divorce. But for me, it really has affected me. So seriously, how am I ever going to overcome that? Should I just dive in and get married? Or what do you think? How do I defeat that, Emily? Why are you afraid of marriage? Well, because I, my dad tells me don't get married every day. And then uh, my mom started saying it too after her second divorce. So when I so, but, but But I know your dad tells you that and that's the programming you're getting. Mm -hmm. But why really are you, not what anybody else says, but why are you afraid of getting married? I, because I think that I, I'm like, the reason why I'd never get a tattoo is because I'm, uh, I'm a caterpillar changing to a butterfly constantly. I'm constantly changing. Mm. So I'm, I'm afraid that I might, sign a contract, a marriage contract, which is basically, I mean, I know marriage is a you know, sacred thing, but let's be real, if you really love somebody, in my mind, I'm like, why do we need a contract to make our love? A covenant, a union? Yeah, which I know why yeah. every girl that I've dated, yeah. I've gotten girls give me the ultimatum that broke up with me because right. I didn't propose to right. them in time. But in my mind, I'm like, if we love each other, and we have, why do we need this piece of paper? It's a commitment with you and her and God. But I think that if to back up the train yeah. here, you need a woman. So you're you're driven by what? Uh, fear. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I mean, no, I don't know. Growth. You like to grow. Oh yeah, I'm, you've I'm, grown this show. You've grown. Oh, your I'm brand. very driven. Yes, I've been working in television and film uh, ever since I graduated from LSU, even while I was in school. Yeah. So I've always wanted to be in this, and now that I've actually achieved my goal, I got a show in the Blaze. I've I had a lot of success. Yeah. I, um, I'm still driven. Like that's why I feel like I can't focus and give a person. Do you think you'll always be growing? I don't know. I hope. Yeah. I, I believe you need to find somebody who's also driven like you, like that. So that way you're on a, an equal energy exchange where, so because but see, I almost want somebody that's more submissive. Is that bad? I know a, a, a driven woman can be submissive. Yo, I'm living proof. You are. Yo, I'm married and yeah, I'm submissive. And Jake's a great guy. Yeah. I met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but the thing with us, cause we're both motivated humans. I needed to find somebody who was motivated that I could love and respect and that I'm going to grow. You're going to continue to grow like you need someone that's committed to that. Otherwise, like you're going to grow past them. Right. Yeah. So should I have somebody that's kind of into television and film and creating? What I, here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to go home tonight mm -hmm. and get a cute little journal. All right. And I want you to write out what you want in a woman. Okay. The so qualities. Okay. AOC, AOC, big booty Latina too. But not just booty and boobs. I want some brains there too. I don't want to date a sex bot, even though if they yeah. exist. Remember? You want her to have intelligence. Well. Well. I mean, how does that help? Then we're just going to, what are we going to do? Sudoku all night? You I don't want to be, I mean. do you want to be stimulated mentally, emotionally, physically? Right? Well, I know this physical stimulation, but the rest, I don't know. I don't know why that. You do. I, Write it out. Okay. Okay. Write out what you want, all the qualities, circle the top five, and say, I'm only going to date a woman that has these top five. And you know, I, and this is another thing when I'm dating, and I don't, my exes or whatever, you know, I don't think I'm really that picky with the girls that I date. Uh, it's like, look, what I'm trying to say is like, if I write all these things, I mean, I feel like if they meet one of them it would be enough for me, seriously. Uh, so you think that I should find somebody that meets like five? Uh, Yo, just go for the gold. Okay. okay. And so that way you won't settle. I will say Emily's husband is really hot. Like, I know he's, he's a handsome guy. Like, oh, oh, shit. Hey, come on, yo, I feel he sexually confused. He's like a male model. Come here, look at this and guy. I was single. Come on, Seth. Was... Look at this guy. He makes me, and he's taller than me. I don't like it either. Uh -huh. I feel emasculated. Uh -huh. Look, Jake, look at this guy. He's a male model. Have you ever modeled, Jake? Uh, right now I am. Exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah so tell us, so why were you able to make such a connection with Emily? Why I was? Because. Yeah. You know, I was looking for, uh, I call it the trifecta. You want to hold these real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, appreciate it. You want to okay. put them on or are you good? Yeah, no, I don't need them. I'll just hold them. I've always been like looking for like the trifecta, which is someone that is extremely beautiful, which I know that's what you're looking yes, for. Yes, of course, which Emily is, obviously. Yeah. Someone that is, they don't have to be successful, but success driven, which means growth driven. Yeah. Right? It's like what you're wanting as well. Because I kind of like being the rich guy in the relationship, if you know what I mean. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. Right. And then you meet someone like her, and then you realize that she can also make that type of wealth. And, but the third was like, she also got to love God. 
And I'm yeah, that is important. I do. If, if, if they believe that we're just uh, evolved from pond scum and that we just came from nothing. Look at you like a pond scum. Yes, exactly. So I do think that is important that they have to believe that there is a creator. Yes. So, I, so I saw all three of those, but I was like, there's no way. Because I would see a successful woman. Maybe she loves God, but wasn't attracted to her. Okay. Yeah. I find an attractive woman and she was, you know, maybe loves God, but she wasn't really like driven, driven in that sense. doesn't mean that she has to be world renowned. And what was so clear though, is that God just works in just beautiful ways where I was speaking at one of my events Okay. and she's there. And because one month before she wrote out what she wants in a man, uh, cause she's had her own journeys and that she was, I was single for a while, dude. I was, yeah. I felt like I was like almost a player. No, really? Well, I just was so bored, and I would go on dates. I call them appetizer dates, where you're like, bye. Yeah, I do a lot you, of those, too. Yeah. First dates that just don't go good. Even one or two dates, you're like, yeah. But, but she's a classy woman, so she she would actually like respect herself and, and not just go date someone because she had to. Yeah. So anyway, so we meet. She subconsciously knew what she wanted, even though she didn't re uh, recognize it, because she wrote out what she wanted a man. Okay. And I, because I had my own story, uh, Tony, a few months ago, I learned about the difference between masculine and feminine mm. and the energies. And especially a woman like her, she's so powerful, but she was so independent where she had a lot of masculine energy. Yeah, she, but she's also very feminine, though. She yes. is, but she was, she was hiding it. This, this woman you see now wasn't who she was yeah. four years ago. Mm. And so what I had to realize with her when I met her was obviously she's beautiful, she loves God, all these things. But I was like... I'm going to get tested because she was testing me. She tried to break up with me a couple of times. I realized times. Ah. She, was, she was trying to do that because we were amazing, but she was so afraid to be in her feminine and to like let go. That's what it means. Yeah. That her masculine will come up and try to push me away. Oh. So one of the things, and this is for you men out here, and I'm not, I'm not here to try to be no guru or nothing because I'm still learning. Uh, but this is how I got this beautiful woman. I got to sustain her is when you have a woman that tries to test you, whether it's like breakup or whatnot. Obviously, if it's a bad situation, you did something stupid, that's yeah. one thing. Or they try to just like get under your skin. It's not because they don't love you. It's because they want to see if you're going to be an unshakable pillar and are you going to fall over or are you going to be able to hold it. So when she tests you, you don't move. And the moment you don't move, that's when she realizes she could trust you. Well, and that's, that is brilliant, but this is the issue that I've had in, in recent relationships is where now that I've had some more success and I'll follow some random girl on Instagram or she'll follow me back, there's a lot of jealousy. Mm. So how do you deal so with the jealousy? So then that's not probably the right woman. So why it's so important with Emily saying you need five mm -hmm. is because you're like, well, I just might want one or two. Well, maybe that's why you're not finding the right woman. Ah, because yeah. one or two might be those, those high-level things, but if you want someone that doesn't get jealous about your success, mm -hmm. you need to be clear on that. Why would you date someone if you don't get clear on that and then two weeks later you realize that she's pissed off because you're out here with other women on Networking, set. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, she's probably not confident. But 90% of it is is networking. I mean, there's some yeah. people I made friends with, girl for friend girls, but uh, what I'm saying is there was a little bit of jealousy that caused mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of problems. So not and, every woman is like that. She, We, we do have standards. And we've had some, some checks where she was like, like okay, like that woman obviously is not wanting to do business. She's interesting. Okay, yeah. Cool. See, that's what's happening I didn't, with me. I didn't realize yeah. that's what yeah. she would hold that. Yeah. But this is the. But thing But you that, just have standards. The quality yeah. of that your we standards. Have standards. So for you, yeah. if you if you really want, and I'm listening from the backside over here, so I was able to listen. If you do really want a woman, eventually, which I could see you because you do mm -hmm. have a big heart. You really mm -hmm. do. Is really do go home and write out just all those qualities because if you only get one that has two out of the five, because whether you write her or not. Down in your subconscious mind, you want something that That's you maybe right. don't know. Yeah. So you have to take that from your subconscious and actually put it on paper so you can be like, oh, okay, well, that woman, it's not like you're going to go compare and, and say yes or no, but it's like you're aware. And you will find someone because this is the only way I was able to be with her because she was getting so many men throwing themselves at her. Yeah, I'm sure. But she wrote down what she wanted, and I'm so grateful to say that like when she looked at her list, I was about every one of those. Ah! And he's tall, yeah. dark, handsome. I mean, no. you can't beat him. He is a total package. Man, so. this is a brilliant, this is a beautiful oh, episode. Are we, we going to yeah. see in one, like maybe a couple months from now this man with the woman of her, his dreams? Very soon. Let's, that is right. And that's all because of Jake and my girl, Emily. And we had, guys, Darius Tiny, come here. We're about to end the show. Oh, we got to come here. This is the breakthrough Yo. episode. This has been breakthrough. the most emotional episode. <laughs> Darius Tiny. I mean, Emily, I just want to thank everybody for watching tonight. This episode, we had a lot of personal breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. Emily really helped me out. Emily Mazda, I mean, Emily Ford, oh. sorry. Uh, make sure to go follow that. Tiny, and then tell Tiny and Darius to leave them because the show's about to end. Give them one last, you know, message on how we can become more of a cohesive team. Mm. I want you to speak love to each other every single day. Can you do that? Hell no. Bro, bro, that tough love, I don't know. Gotta have it. 
Um, last super chat. Yes. Kalishnikov said, I hope our guest Emily Ford knows that Mr. Sign has minor HIV and it's contagious. Stop, stop. Okay. All right, guys. We end the show the same way every time with a freestyle finale. DJ, hit that B. Do not bring up my HIV. I don't have HIV. That's a lie. That's a lie. Don't take a test. Don't try to expose me for what I did with a monkey. No, you can't see that banana. That monkey was named Hannah. And you know I'm super sick. And I do have HIV. So I'm sorry, Emily. I hope you're vaccinated. All right, guys, this has been a great show. If you're watching right now, hit the like button. Hit the like button right now. Hit the subscription button. Only 40% of you are even subscribed and are watching right now. Hit both those buttons. We love you, Emily Ford. We love you, Heidi Briones. We love you, Jake. We love you, Tiny. We love you, Darius. Good night.